This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. It's Thursday, 2 February, the year of our Lord, 2023. Yes, it's Groundhog's Day. And that uh, that was a shot from this morning's prayer breakfast here in Washington, D.C. That was Carrie. I'm just kidding. Carrie Lake <laughs> joins us in. Carrie Lake joins us in the war room. Oh, my gosh. By the way, I think, we're gonna try, I think we're going to have Gates there tomorrow. We've had, uh, we've had a lot of good people here this week. Now we're back in D.C. I got to give him a hard time. Gates? Yeah, I love him. He doesn't think I attract mama bears. Was last that? time he was on your show, or was it on Timcast, which I thought was funny? What, what, he's, what he said? I don't know. He, somebody, somebody told me. I didn't get a chance to see it. I hope he's not offended. I love Timcast, and I love Gates. Uh, something about, he was talking about VP, which I'm not, inter- I'm not running oh, for no, or interested in. But he show. was saying that um, Trump needs to pick someone who can attract mama bears. My whole campaign whoa, was mama bear. Whoa. Matt? Matt Gates. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull that clip. That must have been on Timcast. I uh, got to tell you mama bear stories. We'll we'll have to go into that because I'm going to be sitting with you for a while. We're doing coffee talk with Steve Bannon the and Carrie clash, Lake. Coffee clash. <laughs> it's a totally different take today in the war room. We got Carrie a uh, a uh, one of our famous espressos. Oh, Cortez so Cortez only comes by now for the war room. Mm. Get the espresso. Prayer breakfast. You came all the way back to be at the prayer breakfast. Why? What was it like? If you, and people know, if you Google, if you Google uh, Carrie Lake's name today. It po- or you Google prayer breakfast, your, your photo That's comes awesome. first. If prayer and Carrie Lake are trending together, then I'm thrilled because, uh, you know, we all need to pray a little bit more. Um, last weekend when we were at the AZ GOP leadership election and I got a chance to vote or to speak and we're so happy because we our, our candidates won. I ran into the greatest man to ever walk the halls of Congress, Paul Gosar. And he invited me to the prayer breakfast. And I th- at, at the Arizona GOP. He was in, AZ, in, yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. And so I said, you know what, let's make that happen. And we kind of shifted a few things around. It was kind of a famous thing. Although I had a couple of my friends say, ah, it's kind of gone a little bit woke. Um, it, and we decided then to kind of to expand things out and, and visit with some real great patriots up on Capitol Hill. So we went to the prayer breakfast this morning. I'm telling you, you walk around with Paul Gosar. It's so obvious, the fake news. Anybody they're attacking, they truly are the rock stars for American freedom, for the Constitution, for our rights and liberties. Because you walk around the halls of Congress with Paul Gosar, Congressman Gosar, I mean, everyone is stopping you. And and everyone, shockingly, I was surprised how many congressmen and women knew me. Um, You know, I'm 
I'm just focused on Arizona. What, what planet have you been on? I know. I'm, I'm, it's like me, little old me, and we've got some really no, big, no. big congressional yeah. heroes who were stopping to take pictures. They're not happy you're here. You do understand that, right? You're like the worst news. They were so people. nice to me. You mean they're not happy? That was when they're, fake? When yeah, <laughs> far from these people being fake. You are, when they, when they open the dictionary to the problem, your, 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 your face is that they don't want the people to represent them. That's why guys like Gosar oh, are such heroes. That. They're such heroes because the whole the whole thing here. You see, this is house of this town is house of cards meets Veep, right? It's a, it's a combination of the, of the ridiculous but also the mean spirited. And their number one thing is they don't want to have anybody represent the people. It's very much like ancient Rome and the Roman Republic. Mm. They don't want any tribunes of the people. That's the thing that upsets the Senate, right? And in, in, in the House too, the people that run this town. But that's why you coming back to the prayer breakfast. Is the worst thing. So, what was your uh, Joe Biden was there today, and Joe uh. Biden said he and McCarthy had he and McCarthy had a had a um, had a good meeting yesterday in the debt ceiling. It's interesting. And remember, they wanted to work together and treat everybody. But now that the investigation is going to start <laughs> next week, right? Every, all of a sudden, they want to. He wants to pray everybody and be everybody's friend. How did and, that strike you? I kept you? hearing reconciliation. Reconciliation, right? Um, no, I mean uh, we. I I am. Uh, and, and and God is a we have a forgiving God, but we also have a God who enacts justice, right? You know, God's not all forgiving. Sometimes you have to uh, learn <laughs> a little bit. And um, God may be forgiving, Jesus may be forgiving, but when it comes to Joe Biden and the crimes he's done against this country, Carrie Lake is not. I'm not forgiving. No, talk to you, let's, let's talk. <laughs> what, tell us about your faith. Tell us about in Iowa as a young kid. You were raised Catholic, is that correct? Well, I, my parents um, came together from the wrong side of. They were on the wrong side of the tracks. My dad was Lutheran and my mom was Catholic. And mm-hmm. at the time when they got married, That's that was like being uh, on the wrong side. Now you just go, can I find someone who's got the same faith? That would right. be a really big plus. Right. But being Catholic and Lutheran was a big deal. My mom, being an only child, married my dad at, at an um, army base, and her father disowned her for six years because she didn't get married in the Catholic Church. That's how, that that's how serious of a Catholic that my mom was. Obviously, nine babies later, you can tell she was a Catholic her whole life. And so I was raised a little bit Lutheran, a little bit Catherine, a Catholic, and um, – a few years ago, I found an evangelical church that just changed my life. I mean, like walked in and felt the, sp- the Holy Spirit and felt for the first time really a deep connection with Jesus Christ. Why was it, is it a time in your life? I mean, was you open to that? You're going through troubles? I mean, how did you end well, up the evangelical let me, church? let me go back a little bit. I mean, you know, I did confirmation in both churches. I, Lutheran, you, were confir- you were confirmed. Catholic, at, Lutheran, you, yes. And you had first communion and all that? Yes, all of that. Right. I actually had it a little bit later in the Catholic Church because mm-hmm. I got confirmed a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went through all of that, and I you know, really um, am a, a person of deep spirituality. But then I get into television, and I work weekends for a million years. And, you know, when you're working— Television is not spiritual? It's really hard. to. You, it's not like you're reading a Bible at your desk, and that's right. normal. So I worked weekends for so long that how do you go to church when you're working Sunday morning and Sunday night? And then, you know, you just kind of go through that phase in life where you're young. And then we had kids and being Catholic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some honest honesty here. Um, when my children were born, the Catholic Church was going through that phase where a lot of the, um, the sex scandal was coming out. And, I'm, you know, you're holding a precious baby in your arms and you're looking at what's happening. And so we kind of pulled back a little bit. Still, we're Catholic, uh, belong to a church, 
but really kind of slowed and chilled things. And only when I got severely canceled during my TV career for a really stupid reason and found myself going, wow, could this cancellation be the end of me? Because I actually, I said something truthful, but you know how it is. If you say something truthful, you get canceled. If you spread lies, you're fine. Um, did I really get down on my knees and say, God, get me through this. It's really tough. And my daughter at the time, she, the, everyone was hating on me. And she came to me and said, Mom, I want you to wear my cross for protection because there was so much hatred coming at me. The, the wow. social media is just nasty. Vicious. And people are threatening. And I, I got down on my knees. I said, get me through this, God. I know this is so stupid. I've been canceled. Just get me through this. Help me get, get through this. The next day, the cavalry came in. The conservative world came in and backed me up. And it was like God heard me. My prayers were answered. And I said, thank you. It happened in that sequence. It happened. I mean, being canceled in 2019 in a really hardcore way brought me back to my faith. And then COVID brought it right here. I was, uh, I was sent home from work because half of the station was sent home because of COVID. We didn't want it to spread. You know, so half the people worked at the station. I had a nice setup at home. I worked at home. And I'm at home working. And I noticed my old Bible sitting on my desk. And one day I just kind of pulled that out. I mean, I read the Bible, parts of it when I was going through confirmation as a teenager and in my 20s. When you read the Bible again in your 50s, it's like a whole new book. You've got all of your life experience and you're reading that going, oh my gosh, there's so much here. There's so much wisdom here. It is the true, perfect self-help book. All of the self-help you try to do to make yourself a better person, the wisdom is all there. And I found myself, uh, while I was at home, anchoring the news, reading the scripts on my iPad during commercial breaks, just reading the Bible. Commercial break would end and I'd go, okay, I'm reading the truth and now i got to go back to the lies, be meaning the news. And that was kind of when I was deciding to leave my profession because COVID, I, I, early in COVID, I started realizing there's something not right here. Then we saw the election. We saw um, the inability to even talk about people's concerns about the 2020 election. And I realized, wow, I don't have the ability. Even with Arizona being the railhead and being, being the centerpiece of the world. thousand people protesting, and there was no interest to cover that. From the editor, from the producers and the editors and the, and the managers. Yeah, the corporate media. I mean, you saw it. Did you see anybody in the corporate media? And, and they started realizing we have to stop covering this because we're going to start alerting people that there are problems. And I, meantime, was still following it. And that's when I was – I always felt that when I did my job in journalism, I was the last line of defense to make sure the truth was getting out to the people. You might have some liberal producer or somebody who writes something crazy, but you're the last line between you and the viewer at home of telling the truth, and it was getting harder and harder. I found myself occasionally going, this is just a half-truth. And what's a half-truth? It's a lie. And so um, the hang-up for me, to be honest, was I make a lot of money. And how do sure. I walk away and from you've that? And you've worked your whole life to be in this spot. Yeah, 22 it's years at the station, yes. 27 years in Arizona, 22 years as the number one anchor, and the number one network that I helped build into number one. And the, I just cared about the people I was talking to. And I thought, if, if I can't be honest with them, then who am I? Once you realize it goes beyond being, un, it's unbiased, or it's biased, and then you go, okay, now it's unethical. And then when you realize it's lies, it's immoral. It's immoral work. And if you continue doing that, then you are immoral. 
was the spiritual awakening a predicate for that awakening about the bigger thing having because the 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 throwing away or walking away from a 25 year career when people when you the, the 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 tough stuff you have to do and all the work you have to do to get to that place would it have happened if you had not had this beginning spiritual I, and gone to the church and all I that? I think a couple things had to happen. I think I think being canceled was really big because that brought me back. It was like, you know, you when you get down on your knees and beg to God, please get me through. This, this is really hard. You, you feel like your whole world's kind of crumbling. Um, and he does. He delivers. And then I, I found myself coming back to God in my faith. And then a couple, like a year and a half later, COVID hits and we all get sent home and we're isolated. And I just felt more than ever starting to read the Bible again. I needed to get my butt back into church. I, I start looking into our church that we belong to and it was appointment only. Can you imagine? But you know, they had to, they had to shut churches down and they had to shut our schools down. You know why? Where did we vote? Think about the small precinct voting that we used to do. You went to the little Presbyterian church down the road or the Methodist Wherever church. Wherever I knew you. Yeah. yeah, in a small precinct right. where they could count the votes that night. Yeah, or you went no, to the, the vo- little the, the vote centers are a scam. The consolidation. I call them fraud centers. Fraud yeah. centers. You agree? Or that's you a would scam. go to total scam. They use COVID to do that. Or you'd go to the the school and people go. You can't hand count. We'll never get the results. I go. Oh, you mean it'll take forever, like thirteen days, which is what it takes now right. to count the votes. Or like France, where they do it in one night. You do it in one night in a small precinct. Right. So I found out. I was like, I need my butt in a church. I'm really feeling this need. Our church was appointment only, and that's when a friend of mine said, "Come with me, come with me to church." We're, and and she told me about the church she belonged to, and I go, "Isn't that one of those mega churches?" She goes, "Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing." I walk in and the the music, the worship was so powerful that the first three times I went, wow. I cried. You could feel and, the Holy Spirit there. Oh my gosh. You could feel the Holy Spirit I felt you. a connection with Jesus Christ that I'd never felt before. It was like there was no filter between me and the church to get to Jesus Christ. It was like me and Christ. And three times, the first three times I went, it was tears. And I know that sounds crazy, and I'm sure they're going to use this in an ad against me in the future. (laughs) But go ahead. Um, It was that powerful. Let's take a short break. We're going to take a short commercial break. Carrie Lake is with us in studio. We'll be back in the morning in just a moment. Bring it on and I will fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. 
Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. What, what did you what did you uh, what did you take away from Iowa, the roots and, and about being from Iowa and this kind of Iowa? Because many people in Arizona are from the Midwest or from the Chicago area. Yeah. What, what, what set of values of what growing up in Iowa? What did what did Kerry Lake, the Kerry Lake we know today? What 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 did you bring? From Such that? a great upbringing. Every time I go back, I think, thank God I was born here. I was actually born. I'm, I'm from a Mississippi River town, the Iowa side of it. But my mom, being Catholic, wanted us kids to be born in a Catholic hospital, so we drove across the river, and we were born in Illinois, and then we, we grew up in Iowa. Um, nine of us in the family, eight girls, one boy. Just, a, I mean, having a big family, you just don't see that very often. It's so hard, right? I mean, financially, it's hard. Moms are having to work. It's so difficult to have that. So I'm so blessed to have had that. The ability where I'm from to just go outside and go, you know, go run and play outside, play in the street all day. You Those didn't days worry. are over. No, they are. No play dates. And just then when go. I was about 10, my parents did get a divorce when I was seven. But when I was 10, my dad moved us into truly. After, hold it. After nine kids, after seven kids. Nine kids. After nine. 20, that will, that might after, do it. <laughs> after nine kids. Do you have nine kids? No, you don't. No, I know no, your kids. No, no, no. You've kind of crossed the trade by that time, right? By that There's time a, you have. You, um, but, you know, my dad joked when I was, I was probably in high school. Given he, was him a, a, he was a football coach? Football coach. He taught history and government. And I was probably giving him a hard time. I was probably his hardest kid. And he said, I'm You were seriously, you were the hardest kid? I'm so sick of being a parent. I've been a parent for 35 years, he said. And now I laugh at it because most people are parents for eight. Well, you're always a parent. But he had had kids in the house by the time I hit high school for 35 years. And then when he went to, to work, he was in a classroom full of kids all day. Every day. And he was also pretty well known because he was a well known football coach. And a, you know, teachers are kind of famous in the yeah, community. You run into your teacher huge. out in the real world, and it's like, oh, I just saw my teacher outside yeah. of their environment. So that's he, like these teachers, they come in and talk all about this personal stuff. Teachers, like, if you saw them in the outside world, it was like odd. You, they, you know, it was odd to see a teacher out there because of like the teacher. They, they didn't share a lot, yeah. No. And they, they were didn't. also, they were elevated to a, to a very high position. He was a great teacher and an exceptional football coach. I always joke, my dad never paid for a beer. I mean, whenever he'd go into a restaurant or bar, he'd be like, coach, let me get you a beer. And then, you know, it would be a conversation about that one season or that one play. Or- were, you, were you a jock as a, uh, as a, one of the things I say about, no. I, I hated the RNC last week, what I saw. It's not about Rana, but I watched the whole thing on C-SPAN, and I said, it's, it's the student council meets the theater club. I can't do that. Right? It's just, it I was work. in it's neither. Like, yeah, well, I, I could tell. I could tell. I, um, in junior high, I ran track and played basketball, a little bit of that. And then when I was in high school, I was a cheerleader. So it, that which was really my, – my parents, who were so sick of like – you know, at that point, I think just tired of having kids around. They said, you can pick one – you can pick one thing to get involved, one activity, but we're not going to drive you around for 10. Exactly. 
And we lived oh. an hour-long bus ride from school. It was like rural. Wow. Uh, we lived 10 miles outside of the nearest town, and the town had 270 people. It was – cows were my neighbors in, you know – have we lost that part of America? But my parents said you can be in one activity. So I was so clever. I said, I'll be in cheerleading because cheerleading is year-round. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I did All that. the different sports. But, you know, being, you, have we being lost, in the have Midwest. Have we lost some of the rural, rural Midwest, those values? I hope they're still there. I wish they were uh, more prevalent. You know, I love – what I love about the Midwest is, is this ability to con- – they're great at connecting with people. You know, there's not a lot of flash sometimes. I mean, there's probably some flash. It's good just folks. it's really connecting with people for who they are, finding the good, hard work. I'm I'm so happy that I came from a family that didn't have a lot because we had to hone our work ethic, like seriously hone that. I always say I don't care what happens in the world, if you can say please and thank you, and if you can clean, you can have a job, and I can do all of that really well. I always feel like no matter what happens, I will survive. And that's why as they're messing with me as I jumped in, as just a mom who jumps into politics and they start messing with me, I say they have no idea who they're messing with because I am unstoppable on this stuff. I had to be that way. I grew up that way. Survival. You know, we didn't have food in the house when I was little. Nine kids on a, on a school teacher's salary. We had food on grocery day. And then the rest of the time it was kind of like, slim pickings. That might get you pulled out of your family's home and put into CPS care now, but thankfully they didn't do that. We just kind of Is survived. that where you got the fighting spirit from? Because one of the things that attracts people to you is that you won't give up, and you're a fighter. You're not going to back down from the establishment. You're not going to back down from the money interest. You're not going to back down from what you see in this corrupt city. Did you get that from your, your parents or being raised? Probably being the youngest of nine. When you come out of your mom's... You're the baby. Yeah, you come out and you think people will go, the baby is spoiled. Not when you're the youngest of nine. I mean, I was wearing hand-me-downs from the 60s and I grew up in the 80s. (laughs) And you come out and you look immediately to your older siblings and you go, that's my competition. So I had competition. My oldest sister was 16 years older than me and I was constantly looking up to older kids trying to keep up with them. And um, what a great thing to do. You're always trying to be better. You're trying to to achieve whatever your older sibling is doing. Is that where you got your sense of style since you got the hand-me-downs and you were a decade behind? <laughs> now, now, the Carrie Lake is always perfectly turned out. Oh, I don't know about that. No, you sweet. Gotta, I'm not no, a huge, you, I don't like to shop. And as a matter of fact, you have a sense of style though. That's different. It doesn't, you don't have to spend a lot of money on it, but you have a very distinct sense of style. My mom, even though we had very little, um, she was a stylish woman. At, at, at one point in her life, she looked a lot like Liz Taylor. And I always remember her, you know, back then we we shop at Kmart and she always pulled pulled things together and looked good. Whether she was spending very little, right. usually very little on what sense she was. Sense of style. She had a sense of style, a real class. That was kind of where the era she grew up in. Um, so I think it was just having a big family, what a blessing to grow up like that. And growing up where we weren't babied back then. I mean, now you have a child and you're like, you're the most precious thing in the world. You can do no wrong. Back in the 70s and 80s when I grew up, it was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> prove yourself. You're probably not that good. Exactly. And so you were always trying to. Right. I don't think my dad ever told me he was proud of me until I was 25. I remember the day I, had, I was living in Phoenix. I was doing the news and he came over because he had retired to Phoenix and he was helping with something at my house and he stopped in the front yard as he was leaving and he turned around and he said, I'm so proud of you. I'm really proud of you, kid. And he hugged me and I mean, I all, I think I stood there after he drove away for half an hour. Like My dad just said he was proud of me 
You know, they didn't throw those kind no. of accolades around. No. If they said they were proud of you, yeah, it was a big deal. They, you did something right. Yeah, that was a big deal. In uh, the fight we have now for you as governor, just give us a situation report. This thing, because everybody talks to me every day. How is it going? How, they're going to obviously try to steal it from you. And Katie Hobbs is such a disaster already. I mean, so much hangs on this. Oh, where, it's where, terrible. Where, where we stand? And, and this is why am I fighting it? Because I, I look at the people I live with in Arizona who I love. And they're the reason I got into this. And I go, I can't live with myself if I don't fight because the candidate has to be the one that steps up and fight. And it's really hard for just a voter to stand up and launch a lawsuit. So we're in the appellate court. Everyone's saying what's happening with it. I think people thought it would be streaming live. That's not how the appellate court works. They take everything that happened in the, um, the, in the Maricopa court, um, Maricopa County uh, court, <laughs> and they take all of those documents, the declarations, then they take everything the plaintiffs have put in as a reply and the defendants, and they just kind of mull it over the three of them. It's not streamed online. Right. If, if they feel they need oral arguments, then they'll call the attorneys in. And so everyone is like, what's going on? You're in the appellate court, and we don't know. We have to wait. They will all of a sudden one day, boom, there'll be a ruling. K- K- Katie Hobbs could not get that crowd that you had the other night. and, and people She can't go out in public. Behind the scenes, I called Carrie. I said, Carrie, you do realize – it's uh, Kansas City versus Cincinnati. She goes, uh, yeah, oh, I don't. And I said, no. <laughs> you did. You called me a couple said, days earlier. I said, are we sure we're going to get a crowd here? And it was Ben Burkman, Real America's Voice, obviously Amanda and Ben were out there. And Ben calls me and says, Steve, this thing is unbelievable. I go, this, she's got a crowd? He goes, no. There's going to be thousands, and half the crowd's not going to be able to get in. Unbelievable. We actually, I was blown away. It was, it was amazing. So you call me out. We said we're going to do – we decided to do a rally because – you know, this was a punch in the gut to the people of Arizona. They got, they did everything right. They got involved. They knocked on doors. They got politically involved. They made donations. They did. They showed up and voted, only to have election day sabotaged by these lunatics running a, the show in Maricopa County. And then it was stolen from us. So it was the campaign ends, and it was like PTSD. And we decided to throw a rally to just update everybody because the fake news won't do it. Tell them where we are in our case. And and show the world that Arizona still cares about election integrity and security, and we wanted to just bring people together. We didn't. Re- I guess when we planned it one week out, we weren't quite thinking because I haven't been following the NFL. I've been a little busy, right. and we planned it one week out. You call me about two days out, and you go, "You do know that you're running this in the biggest NFL game thus far of the season, next to the Super Bowl." You're running your rally in the most important game. And I went, yeah, I know. But it's, it's going to be probably eh, a few people turning out. And so I was a little worried. I, th- I know you were. We start driving into it. And the whole day I'm like, Ugh, we're going to have, we're gonna have a, a, a low turnout. And the media is going to rake us yeah. over the coals. That will be the story. We start driving. We're half a mile from there. We see people pulling over and walking. I go, what is going on? Is this our thing? <laughs> We get there and we find out we're in the biggest room in the venue and we have four times the capacity. Yeah. So everyone starts cramming in. Then the fire marshal. And then the fire marshal shows up. I didn't realize this. I took the stage. We'll tell you what happened next. I know you you have to take a break. You've got a, but I think you've got a punch too. I think you're going on. Can you stick? I can finish the story on the other side if you You want me to. Can we do that? Okay, fine. Perfect. We're going to take a short commercial break. Carrie Lake is going to join us on the other side. We've got to finish this story. We thought you had to punch out. We get more. <laughs> well, Curry. we were just we got, hungry. I said, "Can we just <laughs> we got, go we after a half Curry. an hour?" <laughs> we got more Carrie Lake. We'll take a short commercial break. We're going to be back with the Carrie Lake. She's in Washington D.C. Came back for the uh, the prayer breakfast. And she's going to stay. She's had meetings all day. Going to meet some other people tonight. Short commercial break. Be back in the warm in just a moment. Oh, 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 oh. 
COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org, COVIDTaxRelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDTaxRelief.org. Org. Host Stephen K. Bass. Carrie Lakes, she's used to these big productions. It was Fox <laughs> News in Phoenix is the number one rated thing. They're just cash flowing millions. It's it's super high pressure. This is Gonzo here, baby. I love it. We're sitting at your dining room table, <laughs> this, this which is I don't think you eat here because there's so many cords no, and the nicer places upstairs. But this is you're, you're in the war room. The war room is a little love lower. it. I love it. Um, so we were talking yeah. about the rally. We we you know we we get there and the four times the capacity. And I first of all, I just said thank you, God. I I didn't think anybody would show up. This tells me that people care more about their country than an NFL game. I'm just saying that. And these were football fans. <clears throat> these were. This was every walk of life. I was looking at the crowd. I mean, young, old, Hispanic, black, white, you name it, and. Um, it was concern. I was a little concerned. It was, it was a tight crowd. Okay. If one person sneezed, there could have oh. been a stampede. So by the time I take the stage, um, I don't even know. President Trump called in, which was really awesome. I'd called him. I talked to him the day before telling him we were having the rally. And then when I found out how many people turned out, I just called him and said, you're not going to believe this. How many people care about honest elections that they would show up on a Sunday? Yeah. He was probably watching the game when I called him. Yeah. So he not said, do you want me to not call? Probably. <laughs> he was watching the game. <laughs> he said, do you want me to call in? I said, that would be great. I gave the phone to Colton, um, one of my uh, team members. And, and you could hear it perfectly. That's the thing. It was, you heard him perfectly. Did you notice how I cut the conversation short? I did. I, I, I think I referred to you as girl boss at that time. Well, here's the deal. I couldn't <laughs> I like, hear him. Oh, you couldn't. What I didn't realize oh, is couldn't. that the broadcast could hear him perfectly. And I thought, you know, I'm always looking for good TV, right? I couldn't hear a word he said. And I thought, I just have to hang up with him because this isn't working. 
not realizing that the crowd could hear him perfectly. And I'm, I'm like, okay, I got to go. I'm doing a speech. No, no, first off, it was absolutely perfect. Also, boom, he's off. I go, man, she is the girl boss. Also, because <laughs> you couldn't hear him. I couldn't personally the, hear him because I wasn't yeah. hearing the sound system. Yeah, I was just and, hearing. And Real America's Voice, we hear it perfectly. The crowd was so loud. It was yeah, deafening. Definitely. You can never, you know, the difference between a live rally and hearing it on Real America's Voice or whatever you yeah. watch, right side, whatever it is. You, you, it was deafening in there. No. The crowd was so enthusiastic. We've never had a crowd like that before. Half of them had to go outside. You went later. I'm going to bring Seb in here in a second. I was telling you, though, what I was trying to tell you was um, I didn't realize. I I walk off the stage, half an hour speech. I said to Colton, I go, how'd the speech go? I don't know. I didn't hear a word of it. I said, what? He said, (laughs) when you took the stage, the fire marshal came in. It was shutting the whole thing down. We had to save that rally. We talked her into just clearing people out. We were pulling hundreds of people out. While you were taking the stage, and I had no idea any of this was going on. So that's why we went outside. Amanda Head was sitting there, and literally she, the crowd was backing up into her shot. It was so powerful. And then, obviously, the Marshall So we came. pulled three, yeah. 400 people oh, outside, maybe more, more than that. that and then the side is when I left the stage, they said, you got to go out and deliver yeah. another speech outside. So that we was did. Very, that was very It classy. was really cool. I'm going to bring Seb in. Uh, you know, Nikki Haley announced, or she announced she's going to announce in the 15. What, what are you going to Iowa for? I, I love, I'm that, not I love that you say you're announcing and then you're, you're uh, we're announcing and we're announcing on this date. Announce. And listen, I, I am not criticizing Nikki Haley. Yes, you are. Phenomenal. Yes, that's okay. yes you are. <laughs> we, we have, a, we have so much talent in the Republican Party. Are you the Trump surrogate that's going to go out and take on Nikki Haley? No, we have so much talent. Can you imagine the Democrats? They've got people didn't who she are. Promise, didn't she promise she wasn't going to run? I don't Nikki. know. I haven't been following everything that she says, to be honest. But um, the more the merrier. And I, I remember 2015, President 2016, Trump President Trump took down, was it 18 or 19? 16, 16, I think. 16 official. I think there were a couple of Okay. Maybe 18. I, I would never bet against that man. It, why, it's why unwise. Are you, why, why are you all in? Why am I all in? Because I, I, so love, I love my kids and I want them to have a future. And that man on a world stage, nobody can match him. We have major issues on a world stage. We've got to have somebody who can go in on day one, calm the world down. I mean, we're on the verge of World War III right now. Not to mention, he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that he can solve our biggest problems domestically. He did it while the entire fake news media was tearing him down day and night for seven years. And he, with one arm tied behind his back, he brought our economy up. He ended the wars. He helped every single class of citizen. No matter who you were, where you were from, your life was better. He did so many things for us while he was taking incoming constantly. And I think he would be the best choice to quickly turn this disaster around. And we are living in a disaster, and I'm putting it mildly. Joe Biden and these morons here in Washington, D.C. have tried to destroy this country, and they're pushing a globalist agenda. And he is that... That stopgap between us going into complete communism and saving America. That's why I'm for him. And you've seen him in a different light also. You've been in a foxhole where somebody's got to have your back, and he's had your back, right? This, he's this, great. This, he, this is the thing that people don't get. He doesn't waver. When he's got your back, he's got it. Somebody said, you don't have to cozy up to Trump. I go, you think I'm just cozying up because I'm trying to schmooze on him? I actually really love the man. He's a great human being. He's a great president. He's given up so much for this. I, I truly believe he is the answer to the problems that we're facing right now. 
And that's why you're. I'm not cozying up for any other reason than I believe in him. I believe he can get us through the issues we're facing right now quickly and get us back on track. And we need that. And I I endorsed him the minute he announced he was running. I believe in him strongly. And uh, Nikki Haley can run. And I always think it's a great idea. Throw great ideas out there. We can, we can, the Republicans like to dig into concepts, ideas, policies, argue them. And, and figure out what the best thing is. And, you know, you talked about me going to Iowa. Uh, it's not to try to thwart anybody. I think it's great. The more the merrier. I'm going to Iowa. I'm from there. I'm going to be doing an event with uh, Republican women in my home county, Scott County. And then we're going to do kind of a rally style event in Des Moines. And I'm looking forward to getting back to Iowa. You're not sending the signal there? You're not running for what would that you're not, signal you're not be? running for vice president? <laughs> no. As governor of I Arizona? Running. As governor of Arizona? I am, I am the duly elected governor. You are We're definitely, fighting in she's court. She's the freaking, says the wind fire, she's the freaking governor of Arizona. <laughs> just deal with it. Let me bring in Seb for a second. Okay. Hey, Seb, here's my question. No, you stay right there. I love don't, Seb. Don't I know, I'm putting no, my no, ear no. What do you mean in? you love Seb? You're Carrie, Carrie Lake won't let you, know, you bring saying. me on because she was my guest host on this show a month ago, <laughs> and I think she wants my show. And I just want to watch Steve Bannon <laughs> fanboy out on Carrie Lake for another hour. It's too much fun. I haven't seen you fanboy no, he's out not fanboy. Since I since I brought Ed Lutt back into the White House for a coffee, and I found him with you four hours later, Steve. Oh, man. That was bad. No, was you know bad. what's going on, Seb, to be honest? He didn't plan a show, and he just invited me on and thought I can just he talk to her for an hour show. and then what I'll have to plan a show. Plan? He never plans the show. Never <laughs> <laughs> just, just rolls. Seb, she she did stick in and she did stick in and hold it, guess you're so, but she says, you know, Seb never has me on anymore. Seb learned the I lesson. Know. Seb I know. I learned the lesson a week ago. Never have, never have a pet. <laughs> no, you, you do have me on. I honestly, I. I just said it wasn't. I, he never has me on. I, we have to get on again soon. Yeah. it's been a while. Well, we okay, tomorrow, I just did three p.m. Tomorrow, three p.m. Are you ready, Carrie? Um, no, I can't do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm flying oh, tomorrow. I, Seb, Seb, no, hold it, Seb. I'm gonna introduce you. I'm gonna get her agent over here. The agent will work out. Something, <laughs> right? You gotta talk. You gotta talk to manager. I do want to get on. We'll we'll get in touch because I love going on Good. um his show. Every but time I go I'm on your show, I get you. like ten I've, text messages. I've I've got a job for you. I've said President Trump needs to launch a national stop voter fraud organization, and Governor Carrie Lake needs to be the head of it. Would that would be that? great. Um, well, I want to stop voter fraud. It's a crime. We, you know, people say we need more laws. We, we have a ton of laws. They're not following them. They are thumbing their nose at the law because they know that, that they'll never get prosecuted, that the judicial system won't even deal with them. They don't even care. Right. And here we've got this fraudulent government in Arizona. I mean, the cartel attorney, a cartel attorney has taken over our Secretary of State's office, and he's asking them to criminally prosecute me and throw me in jail on felony charges for tweeting out an image that the Arizona State Senate put out worldwide on the web to show how bad our signature verification is. I mean, it's like a scribble that doesn't even match the signature. And they want to throw me in jail. They're trying to do to me what they did to Trump. You need to go to jail for proving voter fraud, but releasing President Trump's classified tax returns. That's okay. Don't worry about that. That's America. crazy. You know what it is? They don't want people like me running. They're probably trying to stop me from running again. Well, Seb, how how 
big a threat to the system is Carrie Lake in, in your mind? You, you've been here for a while. You've seen it from inside oh, look, the White I, House. I, look, I, I, you've she, seen it from outside. She, 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 told, she told a part of the story. Let me tell you the full story because um, she's being very modest. So we were at Matchlap's house, and Matchlap is the only the only place for cool parties in D.C. because it's the anti-swamp. Okay, it is the anti-swamp. It's where the good guys go to regroup That's and have true. a cigar and, and and talk, saving the republic. And I'm there with my wife. We're having a wonderful time. It was what two years ago, and this woman who just walks in the room, you know, steals all the oxygen, walks straight up to me, <laughs> bold as brass. <laughs> No, no, totally. Bold as brass and not that usual bullshit Washington, you know, oleaginous creepiness, but says, hey, uh, I'm Carrie Lake. Uh, I'd like to get to know you. I want to run for the governor of my state. And it's like just authenticity, authenticity. You're I was like, kind of like, you? Wow. No, I was. I was like, what? But I, I let said, you engage. Seb, Seb no, I'm a no, huge no, fan. No, 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 stop, stop, stop talking. You proved yourself in the period of about 90 seconds. And that's why I said, come on the show and let's talk strategy. And you remember, you came on my show and afterwards, wow. I, I, I said, I gave you some harsh pointers about your performance on my show. I know Steve did too, because you were still in the, I'm an, I, I'm an unbiased media personality doing the news. That's and I right. said, no, you got to bring hard. it. You got to bring the fire that. and you brought the fire carry. So <laughs> you, you have an amazing future. Yes, I remember uh, the conversations well. I thought I did a great job on the Steve Bannon show and on your show. And then Steve said, you want to know how that went? I go, yeah, you know, tell me. I thought he was going to go. It was great. You're amazing. What a pro. And, and I, all of a sudden, you're calling me. I thought, well, I thought he was going to text me. And you're like, that was really horrible. I thought, and he goes, well, I mean, it was yeah, good but, if but I'm but interviewing I you, you news anchor, you but you first. are a politician now. Yeah, I gave you which my was, advice first, which was you've got to show the fire. You've got to show the passion. Your yes. job isn't to skate yeah. in the middle anymore. Your job is to say, I want to save my state. I want to save America. And you did it. You, you turned it around. And I, I think yeah. I think the future is the, the future of America is the future of people like Carrie Lake. Is that is authenticity the number one defining element of a fight and authenticity? I think so, so, so. People Steve. are so in tune to it. They're so in tune to people who are authentic and people who are phony frauds. And yeah. we saw that with Trump, totally authentic. People may not have liked his brash, bold, you know, ballsy New Yorker, but that's exactly what we needed. When I was on the campaign trail, swagger. People would go, I wish he were a little more. And I go, wouldn't it be nice if we could dial up the perfect personality? It'd be a really boring world. Yeah. We needed a, ball, a, a ballsy, br I can't say that right. I shouldn't say that. You, a brash you, you, New Yorker. You said it, that's okay. Just like with, with Reagan, we needed somebody who was optimistic, calming, and uh, a great presence. We needed him at that time. Let, so authentic. Let, Seb, can you hang on for... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Can you hang for another second? No, I just want to say one thing. When, okay, whenever I, I give a yeah, speech anywhere, it doesn't matter what the topic is, whether it's, you know, ISIS or, you know, the Democrats. I don't know what the difference is. Anyway, the question I get sooner <laughs> or later, the question I always get is, what's he really like? Wherever I am, doesn't matter what's he re That's all that the, the, the people want to know. And I tell them, don't be disappointed, but if you see him in front of 60,000 people in a football <laughs> stadium, or it's just the two of you That's in him. the Oval, he's exactly the same. Yeah. That's the definition of authenticity, and that's the opposite of the swamp, and that's why Americans voted for him. That's right. Okay, short commercial break. Seb, Dr. Seb Gorka is going to stick around. Carrie Lake is going to stick around. We got one more segment. 
to bring it home. Uh, by the way, at uh, at the six o'clock hour, we're going to have breaking news out of Memphis via Newsweek and Michael Patrick Leahy about the tragedy there. Be back in a Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Better has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, on Getter tonight, uh, Right Side Broadcasting, I'll do this interview with President Trump, Grace uh, Chung, I think James Urkel, Captain Bannon. They're all going to have it up and have commentary tonight. Make sure you go to Getter, download it totally free. I'm a moron. I can use it. Uh, Seb, um, by the way, what, what, are you only here? Because the town is exploding with rumors. Are you only <laughs> here? You know, Carrie Lake goes that- somewhere. And, and uh, so you go into Iowa to see friends, and you're also going to do a lunch with the Republican women. Is that it? Yeah. Well, it was funny. I, I show up today. Not a, it's not a campaign stop. No, I mean, what what I really want to do is wherever I travel, I want to get the word out about how important it is for us to have honest election. And you know, Iowa has uh, probably a few problems with their elections. I think all states do, but they're run better than obviously Arizona, which is like a banana republic. But why does why should our elections in, in Arizona matter to Iowa? Well, because when we don't. Get, when we don't get to choose who our elected officials are, when they're chosen for us, we end up with a wide open border, which the people don't want. We end up with a fentanyl crisis, and fentanyl pours through Arizona. It goes to all states. I just found out in, in my high school I went to, they, found, they thought they found fentanyl there. Iowa kids are dying. Kids all over this country are dying because of the fentanyl crisis. It's pouring in through Arizona when our elections are stolen and a bunch of uh, phonies are in office who don't care about border security, who will not secure the border, who won't stop the cartels, the whole country suffers. And so we want to get the word out. Wherever I travel, I want to get the word out about why it's important that we do talk about our elections, about restoring honest, transparent elections. To hell with the people who say don't talk about it. Seb, we have a First Seb, Amendment Seb, right. Seb, why is she a threat in your mind? Why is Carrie Lake a threat to the system? 
Because, and I find it intriguing that an immigrant uh, has to point this out to his fellow Americans who were born here, uh, we did something utterly unique in, in 2016. So think about what we did. Every single president from Washington to Obama was of the same taxonomy from the same category. They were either former congressmen, senators, governors, or retired generals. Every single one from George Washington to Obama. In 2016, we chose a man who not only ran the first time and won, he'd never run for any office in the land before, not even county dog catcher. It was, to quote, you know, Dan Bongino's <laughs> phrase, it was a double, uh, you know, middle finger to the elite, to the uniparty, to the deep state, that we've had it, we have had it with the elite. And this... This is Carrie Lake. Right. Carrie Lake isn't a politician. She's not a former governor. She's not a representative. She's a person who actually, think how, she said you can't use the word ballsy. I'm going to use the word ballsy to describe a woman. Why? Because <laughs> she le She was the face of her state. Titanium. When it came to, she was the face of, of, of news in her state. Yeah. She leaves yeah. that poll position totally behind to be excoriated by the media lovies that she was, Ooh. you know, in with. And then she says, nice no, I'm leaving it all behind. I'm leaving it all behind to save my state. <clears throat> that is the Trump formula, the outsider, the person that the American people say, yeah, yeah I've had it. I've had it yeah. with the elite. I want somebody fresh. Carrie Lake is a threat because she's not a politician. And that's it, the number one line in my resume. I'm not a politician. But, but, but hang on a second. <laughs> this is why they hate Trump, and this is why they hate you the most, because you're apostates. Yes. Trump was part of the system. Yeah. Trump be became a billionaire because he's a tough real estate developer in the toughest place on earth, Midtown Manha in Manhattan, mm -hmm. and he was a major media star with NBC. True. He knows the system. He knows the corruption, and he left it. That's why, hey, you're in the beast itself, which is the media. You actually left the media because you knew the corruption. And now you're running for politician, running for governor, and you're enormously excited. More importantly, Which is the most dangerous, the media. More dangerous than these morons at, on Capitol Hill. No offense to some of the nice people I met. I did meet some nice people today. The media is the most dangerous entity in the world right now. They're controlling what we know. They're controlling what goes in here. And that is incredibly dangerous. And they're, and they're lying to us. It's not so much even what they're telling us. It's what aren't they telling us. And can I, can I make one one correction? Me, I think. Sure, Steve. Sure. Can I make one correction? So, so yes, uh, President Trump, as a realtor in the toughest market in the world in Manhattan, he he, he knew how the levers of power worked, but he wasn't a p part of it. Remember, if you go to the backstory of this kid from Queens, Manhattan never accepted him. If Anderson Cooper's mother, oh, yeah. if Gloria right. Vanderbilt hadn't yeah. brought him in, they hated him. He was that he was that right. that weird yeah. kid from Queens. Yeah. If Gloria Vanderbilt hadn't brought him into the jet set, they would have hated him forever. He was only temporarily allowed to the cocktail parties. This isn't a man who was part of the elite. He had a temporary pass, a day pass. And the other thing is, <laughs> nobody I remember owns when he came him. on the scene as a yeah. kid. And nobody he owns came him. On the Think scene of this. As a kid this as, is why, as look, the... nobody, big tech, pharma, 
the unions. They don't own President Trump and they don't own Carrie Lake. That's yeah. why Same they're a here. threat, because yeah. nobody That's owns weird. them. You know this, Steve. They want politicians they can control. Seb, we got to bounce. How do people get to all your content? I'm on your show tomorrow. How do people How do people uh, find well, you? Well, you cannot miss uh, the manhood hour for a whole hour. Stephen K. Bannon <laughs> will be on America First, 5 p.m. The threat to masculinity in Western civilization. SebGorka.com is the website. Go to Spotify, go to iTunes, look for America First, Sebastian Gorka. I'm on all social media that matters, except the fascists on YouTube. So get a parlor, Clout Hub, Twitter, Truth yes. Social, Facebook, Instagram. Yes. But tomorrow, yes. 5 p.m., get you'll be listening to The War Room. Yes. I know, it doesn't matter. Catch yes. it on the podcast, Stephen okay. K. Bannon, for an hour. I'm going <laughs> to ask the questions. Hey. I take real umbrage saying I was fanboying for the first part of the hour. How do people, I'm not fanboying. That's going to be an alpha <laughs> show tomorrow. America fan, fan, alpha. Fan Manning. Um, you, you can find me at Carrie Lake. Is that better? <laughs> fan Manning, better. Carrie Lake, uh, you can find me on Getter, Twitter, uh, Truth Social. I'm on Facebook, and you can go to carrylake.com or savearizonafund.com and find out more about our case. We will keep you posted. As soon as we get word from the appellate court, we'll let you know what's happening. This will go to the Arizona Supreme Court. We are taking it all the way, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, a win. We really think there will be a judge out there who will do the right thing. A real fighter. One day here, and you're back to Arizona tomorrow? Yes. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> Stick around. 6 o'clock, we got breaking news from Memphis, Newsweek, and also Michael Patrick Leahy. We'll be back in a moment, second hour of War Room. Momentary. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no war. Let's take down the CCP. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroom Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. 
You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.